Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whenever it is that you are seeing our faces or hearing our voices. Welcome to another episode of the Apple Tech Facts. I am your host, Josh Lyon. Joined as always with me, my brilliant co-host, Mr. Seth Cruz. If you're new to the channel or new to the podcast, we are here to give you guys the Apple-related news and other tech-related news that you may not necessarily have the time to get throughout the week and the information that you need with some tips uh, to help with privacy and security along the way as well. Getting right into it today, guys, we are going to talk a little iOS 17 wish list items that that Seth and I have. and As promised last week, if they yep. watched the yeah, episode. If you, yep, yep, if you made it to the end of last week's episode, then you already know that uh, this is what we're going to talk about, so there shouldn't exactly be any surprises. Getting right into it, starting off with our quick news rundown. Chat GPT now has an official app in the Apple uh, App Store. And I'm telling you, it is free, and there is obviously paid versions of it, but it is actually already outdated. And, and I would actually say watch out, because there's a lot of scam scam Scams apps. and clone apps and, and stuff like that that are just collect your information. and uh, or, or might even still get you to chat GPT, but steal all your information in between. Yep. yep, and so that's... Something that we're going to talk about later on a different episode. Not going to get into the details of it, but obviously there's going to be a level of concern. And as Apple has actually outlawed the app internally from the company, so employees at the company cannot have it on their phones. Because? Because of those exact reasons. And Information can, can leak. If you, by default, it's going to protect customer information, but it's also really easy if you break the system for it to accidentally leak user data and there also is a question of where is the data going who has access to it so i wouldn't be surprised similar to how google has barred i think yep and microsoft is using chat gpt i wouldn't be the least bit surprised if suddenly siri gets a whole lot better Yes. Like, really it's, good. Yeah, this is something that maybe it's what Siri needed to make it the platform that we need it to be and have been wishing for since literally day one of its release. And, and I would say that while there's pundits out there that say Apple's behind the ball or doesn't, doesn't have a good answer for artificial intelligence, keep in mind that... They've been actually doing the 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 logic cores and and all these other things around artificial intelligence for years, mm-hmm. and so I would not be surprised if they actually already are close to having something that's way better, and we just haven't heard anything about yeah. it yet. So I could be way wrong, but I know we're, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. I'm hopeful that WWDC, that they at least reveal some Something. amazing upgrade around Siri yep. or artificial intelligence. It might not be chat GPT, it might be, but yep, in some way that is, oh my goodness, this is so good, right? Yep, like that's, that's a wish list item I have is that yep. Siri just gets a whole lot better this year. Yep, absolutely. So, there you go. 
Um, now, Matter has been out for a while, but yep. Matter 1.1, 1. 1, right? Yep. That's now available. And and uh, there's just a ton of bug fixes with that. Yep. And that's you can expect that. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I, think, I think you're right. For those of you that don't know what Matter is, it is a... We call it like a breakdown to like a technological standard for all of your home smart home devices that Google, Apple, Alexa have all come together on to uh, to basically form this standardized uh, framework for all of those uh, device types. We just got what is the actual first update to that standard, right. and so all of these your newer. HomeKit enabled devices are going to be uh, matter enabled, even light bulbs, even light bulbs. And the really cool thing is, it doesn't have to be the really expensive ones. No. So we have a light bulb in here, and I think it's Wiz, and they started enabling matter support in the light bulb that now makes it controllable via Apple HomeKit. Yep. So it's, it's a fifteen dollar light bulb that I can now control with my voice. Yeah, and yeah. now you've got devices like, like a Roku streaming stick is sure. going to be matter enabled. Yep. And I bought one yesterday for our granddaughter's uh, room and put it in there and I, it, it had it on the box. So I was just like, oh, that's a nice little surprise I yep. wasn't expecting. That's so awesome. that's the type of thing. Like, so any newer devices, guys, go check that out. Apple has moved production for the iPhone 16 Pro Max from Foxconn to LuxShare. This is a big shift, and there's a reason why and uh, why this is a big deal is because of supply chain issues that Apple and the world have really faced in the last three years. Now, doesn't that move more of it from China to India as far as yep, manufacturing That's goes? exactly what it does. Yeah. So it's moving it out of, uh, it's not getting it all the way out of, you know, production from, right. from Foxconn, which was their main, uh, their main supplier for, you know, for the hardware stuff. Right. But they are getting start, like we said, uh, in previous episodes, they are diversifying that to help with those supply chain I issues. So, so that similar to how there have always been limits or shortages of, key devices it could yep. be a phone or or maybe goggles yep. or anything and to to basically or lessen, the iphone 14 pro like last year lessen the the chances that it's going to be hard to get something at christmas time that they're yep. building them all over the planet now not just in one area yep that makes sense yep also quite honestly with all the different war and different different political unrest and tensions right. around it really makes sense because if you have all of your eggs in one basket so to speak yep. and suddenly the government says yeah no you can't do that what would apple do yep. they really need to have the ability to shift production to a, a different place, geographic yeah. area of the of the planet and this gives them that capability. So that's it's, it's really interesting that that's happening. So do we have any of the percentages on how much of it is LuxShare versus Foxconn? Not yet. Just the new production. Just new production for the 16. For the 16, got yeah. it. So we got the 15 coming up. Right, right. Which the 15 and the 15 Pro 
My understanding is the production on that is actually starting maybe already, but it's they're they're trying to get ahead of the kinds of shortages and problems that happened with the previous releases where they waited until September or whatever it was, let's say July, to start on them. And so by starting before June on the things that they can start producing early, they're doing that now. So that that should really help. But you're saying couple that with moving things to Lux instead of Foxconn, all of that is kind of building like like Legos. It builds on each other. Yeah, absolutely. So we shouldn't see... The issues that we faced last year, as you know, we've talked about, is that when I tried to get my my daughter's iPhone 14 Pro before Christmas, and I couldn't find it at any of the stores or carriers here in Lincoln. Right, right. And I so I ordered it, you know, online, and it said it was about 27 days out, which put it past the first of the year wow. at that point. But then I found a way to where uh, I actually just called. The carrier, yeah. you know, two weeks later because it was getting crunch time for Christmas. Yep. And so it came in a week. It came from in five, less than five days from the carrier. So they must have had some that came in that they were able During to During that time yep. from when I tried yep. to get it originally. So this is the type of issues that they're trying to avoid. That's why we want you guys to know about these types of things. That, that's pretty important. That, uh, that's exciting. If, if we'll, we'll have to kind of watch and see what happens in that space, but it, it's promising. Yes. Yeah. I'm, it makes me uh, quite, it, it makes me kind of a little bit of excited because, again, this is my upgrade year. Absolutely. Seth chose to skip his upgrade last year, so maybe we can get him to get off his iPhone 12 mini <laughs> this year. We'll see. We never know, but we'll or let I'm, you guys know. Or I might just upgrade the battery. Or he there might just go. upgrade the there battery and save, and save some money along the way as well. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Yep. Next up, and you may have seen it, iOS 16.5 is now released to the public, as is macOS Ventura 13.4. Just kind of wanted to highlight a couple of things here. There's a new sports segment within the uh, Apple News app. The auto unlock functionality with the Apple Watch problem is now fixed, Seth. I know you uh, have used that in the past. That's not something that I had done as when I'm usually at home. I usually take my my Apple Watch Is that why it doesn't unlock with my watch right now? Yes. That is annoying as as hell. It can be, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to upgrade right after we're done here. Yeah, and I've been having, like, for me, I if they get it fixed, then I actually might have to start using it because, for whatever reason, my Touch ID has not been working on any of my devices with any of my figures that I have set up for it. So it's just, it's weird. Also, uh, slow Bluetooth uh, keyboard fix is Bluetooth keyboards. Uh, connectivity issues have uh, been re- resolved. That one I definitely experienced and I'm very thankful that it um, it is resolved. Sure. It would have, it was probably the main reason why I took back my Mac Mini. Yeah. My M2 Mac Mini. Yeah. Well, I come to find out that on the M2 Minis, there's actually a Bluetooth piece a wire like a wire inside the Mac Mini that gets dislodged from it. Okay. So I thought that it might have been that 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 got sure. that was the problem. Sure. Or or wiggly or something. Or right, something right. to where I was not being able to connect it and having to repair my devices. Well that was that might have been the case, but it was also this issue, this software related issue that I honestly probably should just 
looked into a little bit deeper other than try to do all the troubleshooting and move forward with my life. Yeah. But, you but know, you're happy with what you got now, so Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the decision. I yep. don't regret it at all. Yep. Also, in screen time, there was a screen time uh, setting that didn't refresh or it would fail to sync across, uh, you know, across iCloud. This is something that maybe you care about, maybe you don't. Not really going to go into it. Now, the big potatoes of the of the episode, guys. Our iOS and iPadOS 17 wish list. Wish list. As we are about two weeks away from WWDC on June 5th, where we will get all of the uh, confirmations of all the rumors that you know that we've heard and and whatnot, and also. Every, anything that we had wished for, maybe we'll get, maybe we won't get, we don't know. But we just wanted to kind of give you guys our rundown of some, a couple of, you know, a few things, not Absolutely. the whole list, but definitely some, some of the items that we Some of the things that, that, that we are hopeful make it into the upcoming release. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, something, I'll, I'll start with something that I probably might be the only person on earth <laughs> that really gives a crap about this, but... I would like to see search functionality in the recent uh, calls log or recent call list on the phone app. You can do it on your contacts, but not on the recent and, thing. And you know what? What I I was thinking about this a little bit, Josh, and and actually, uh, search. You have the spotlight, like you can you spotlight can swipe search, down. Right. You can swipe down from any screen, right? Like right. I can I can be in here, yep. and I can. I can swipe down and search, but it's searching apps and other content that's on the phone. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's searching my previous call log. Yep. So that's an interesting... Maybe the extension of the spotlight. So, so, so I would think the right place to put something like that would be spotlight to search. extend it into the spotlight search. Agreed. So that when you start typing, you know, Bob... Uh, and that it comes up with Bob and Bob's Burgers and yeah. wherever, whatever's yeah. on your recent call list, right? right? Like that it would have all that information right there. Yep, oh, yep, there we go. The other thing they could do is just user interface. There's search, if you, like it doesn't show up, but then when you slide down, like in your, when you're searching email, when you're mm -hmm. searching di different yep. things, you just slide it down a little bit just and then it reveals the search at the top. Yep. To me, that would uh, make sense as a place Agreed. to put it. Exactly. So, yeah, I, th I think that's a good one. I think that's a good one. Yeah. And and t talk to me a little bit about the mail app. What what uh, what 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 would you like to see? Because you you messaged me about this maybe like two weeks ago. I did, and we've we've clamored for updated uh, like an updated interface for mail for years, and we've never got it. Most most maybe it's because of security reasons and whatever additional functionality Apple puts into it is going to be easily hackable. But there are a couple of things that I would really like to see as I actively manage three inboxes and within the mail app, it's very vanilla. I can't tell what email came from which account in any way, shape or form unless I click into it. So really what you're talking about would be things like color, font style, and icons. Yep. So maybe an account icon, or and then like a account color tab on the side of each uh, 
of each email. A way to visually understand what you're doing for multiple accounts within one app. Which one I'm working with. Yes. Yep. So, and I showed Seth, I text Seth a comparison of the difference between the airmail app that I it's use really and the actual mail app that is, you know, that's native. And you, you, you can note, there's a noticeable there's difference. There's a vast difference, but I would say at the same time, it didn't distract from or make one less readable, the colors and icons. If anything, it had the opposite effect where when something, when everything is vanilla and you can't pick out the different things that are happening on the screen, it was actually easier to read, even though I would call it busier, right? There's colors and icons and different things. It's busier, but your brain actually sorts things better Mm -hmm. with more information. And so that provided the right amount of information. It was a good balance of the information to allow you to really read the screen. And I, I think it would be great to see a little more color yep. and a little better organization, a little more uh, in, intuitiveness in, in the colors and placement of data yep. on the screen to make it more usable. Yep. And I don't know what that balance is. There's, there's some person that works for Apple that makes a ton of money and it's their job to come up with these really great designs I'll let them figure that out. I'm just yep. going to say I agree with you. Yep. And that's just the tip of the iceberg with what the AirMail app can do, honestly. There's dozens of features that are sure. available that obviously, you know, I have to pay for because I do pay $10 a year for it and it just renews. So to me, $10 a month equivalents to what? Less than $2 a month or $2 a month, if that. So that, that's. You said $10 a year? $20 a year. $20 a year. $10 a year. $10 a year. So, yeah. Less than, less so, than it's less than a dollar a, a month. No, oh, even better. So, so, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Even better. Moving on. Less than $2. Sorry. Less than $2. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I couldn't remember the exact number. My math so anyway, anyway. You're better at math than me. I no, suck I'm evidently not. <laughs> you well, can laugh well, at us. It's yeah, okay. It's okay. Put the emoji at the end of the episode. Not much. Let's put it that way. Anyway. Moving on, and I know Seth... I have some thoughts here. The music app is where we're going with this, and I'm going to tell you. Okay, you can tell Siri, hey, add this song to the current playlist or to the playlist named whatever, and Siri will absolutely add that song to whichever playlist you're asking. So it understands add. It It will refuse to understand delete or remove. So I want to edit a playlist, mm-hmm. and I want to take a song out of the rotation just with my voice. Can't do it. Yep. Cannot do it. So I'm going to say I really, really, really hope that if we're going to talk about making Siri a whole lot better, yep. that some of the music app integrations, that it actually happens. Because being able to edit a playlist with your voice I get like locking and unlocking a house. You have to be, yep. but guess what? I unlocked the device. I'm sitting here in front of it, yeah. and I'm wanting you to do something, yep. and you're and you're saying I don't understand, or yeah. no, you I can't do that for you. Sorry. Like it literally, some of the responses make me think that it actually knows what I'm asking for, and is just refusing to do it because sure. it's not programmed to do that. So anyway, I I just would really like to see that. The other thing that I'll say is. When you're in full screen mode and you're tapping around, 
how do you get out of the full screen mode? Well, okay, it's really easy. You just swipe down. But I'm going to say that as an Uber driver, thousands of passengers, and I give them uh, Apple Music and say, here you go, pick your music, right? The, the number one question they have is, how do I get out of full screen mode? Okay, if you're going to have full screen mode where it's showing the words mm -hmm. so that they can do karaoke, the number one thing they need to know how to do is how to get out of the screen. Yep. And look at that. Even the swipe down doesn't yeah. work anymore. Yeah. Right? So you got you to gotta, you gotta know where to touch what it. Exactly where. Yeah. And, then, and then the other thing is absolutely zero. Not a single person has ever figured out what this icon over here with the microphone is for. Not a one. We've talked about it. Not a one. Three times already. So, on so I'm just going to say the, the microphone... There needs to be like a karaoke mode or, or something. Add some color into it. Well, there needs to be something more icon. than what it's doing. And I don't care if it's an icon down here, yeah. right? Like instead of up in the corner, Just that, add that, 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 that does both the words and the lowers, not completely because people like hearing some, the, the some person lyrics. sing it, yep. but reduce it a little bit. Like if it was just an icon at the bottom, they would use it, but they don't use it right now. Yep. And then the other thing that I would say, you know, is the search. Figuring out, well, when it's like this and I've got my playlists, they're like, well, how do I search? Right. You know, and so I'm just going to say that in general, the music app could be more intuitive in a lot of simple ways. Yep. Somebody, again, at Apple that gets paid a whole lot more than me to come up with great design is going to come up with a better design for this. I just really hope that we see a better design for the music app because yep. everybody uses it. Whether you're listening to this on a podcast, whether you're listening to music on the way home from work, whether you're right during a workout or mowing the lawn or whatever, you're using the music app whether you realize it or not. Yeah. And and it should be almost invisible. Like it should be so good that you don't even you just pop 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 and you're and you're done. And it always amazes me that the the kids that I'm picking up that are you know, 19, 20, they're, they've used it their whole lives. Yep. They've used Apple Music their whole lives. They 100%, it's like muscle memory to pop around yep. on the screens. They're not the ones asking me how to search or how to get out of those screens. But, Interesting. But the, for those of us who didn't grow up using it, that it needs to just be a little more intuitive. Yep. Yeah, I completely agree with that, and that is kind of a a recurring theme here. Yeah, it is. It, you know, with with the uh, iOS system is the intuitiveness of of these applications that we're talking about, and also, and the big part of this is Siri, uh, the Siri integration into that. I'll talk uh, with the natural language integration that I've mentioned before within the calendar app. Fantastical is an app that I've used in the past and have re, uh, used up until recently. It has 100% natural language input so that I can say, hey, put this on my schedule for so, such and such day with such and such person in my contacts list at such and such time. And it understands it and it throws it on there and it's done. I need that on the calendar. I'm really glad you gave an example of that because that is exactly right. That's People don't necessarily understand why it didn't work yep. and it's, and what it is is 
they don't have natural language. Yep, that's the problem. And that, again, going into Siri. Right. And, you know, it's not, uh, Siri's not intuitive at all. And it's very yes or no. Sure. Or black and white focus. There's no in between, no, like you said, like we said, intuitive. I'll give you an example. Before I came over here, I told Siri on my HomePod Mini that I needed to add two items to my personal reminders list. Okay. It could not follow through with the functionality of that. I don't know if it's because I have four different lists that I have Maybe. at all times or if it's because I know it's the name of, I know that's the exact name of my reminders list. Okay. It should have been able to follow through with that functionality. And I got gotcha. But it never did. But it never did. So Could having a better, it goes back to improved Siri and better they call them natural language or large language model modules or whatever, but just that in general, right? That would yeah. be improved. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. and that would that, that would just keep that with the native apps would actually, I think, raise the the user's experience and the consumer's experience on really to the next level to sure. where that may be besides the price yeah. of getting the stragglers of those people that are looking to switch but gotcha. they don't but they know the limitations yeah. Yeah. to switch over. So last thing and I will I'll, I'll say this because I'm, I'm clamoring for it here, but we have if you have the Apple One service, you get I you get a minimum of two hundred uh, gigs of storage with the family plan. Or the premium plan sure you share it with your family spreads it out but there's no controls so i can't assign an amount to each person in my family you want to limit somebody i want to limit somebody <laughs> and i solved my problem this this afternoon because you know again it, it, it was a problem an ongoing problem so what i did was i removed that person from the family okay and then that there's i got two options i removed the person from the family or I could stop sharing with the family completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not fair to everybody else. So, so then you so would do like a certain, maybe it's a lower tier or, or the free tier of, of storage. And that way they're not eating up all of your storage, right? Yeah, got it. I got you. Yeah. I got you. So that's the last one, probably a bigger one. But again, kick the person out of the family. Then, then that way the other two people in the family, because you can't have four people uh, to share any apps that you've purchased Music you've purchased, movies you've purchased, yep, yep, all that type of stuff, iCloud storage, all that stuff, you can share with your family, and it it's great. It's a great functionality. It's a great feature of the Apple ecosystem. There's just not enough controls, sure, for the person for like the organizer. So, so the more controls here. would be good. I could see that. The other thing that I've noticed is activity zones, and I would blame it on. On there, what, what made me think of it is I've got the Apple one and I have security cameras, mm -hmm. right? And I have the security cameras set up to stream to the storage. Sure. So this is my connection between the two. Yep. And it's only supposed to record if there's activity in a certain area. Yep. 
And I don't know what happened. I would blame it on Logitech, but I don't think it's Logitech. I think it's actually because I'm using everything inside the home kit. Yep. I think it's actually a bug in the Apple Home app. Yep. And that is the activity zone. So you draw a, a, a draw an unnatural box. box. It's, yep. it's not a normal shape. It's like some got a little angle here and a little angle over here. Anyway, you're you're saying this is the area of the uh, when there's activity within this area of the video do something yep well my next door neighbor installed a basketball hoop mm. and it's outside the activity zone and it, so it shouldn't ever go off but his kids out there playing basketball at, before school and my my video is just going nuts and i'm looking uh -huh. at it well what's going on oh he's out there shooting hoops yeah so i'm just saying that you know it would be nice if some of the bugs like the activity zone which now streams to my to my uh, the iCloud storage yep. I, I wish that it was better about the fixing the bugs that existed in the application so that with the new release those go away I, I you said that uh, the unlocking should work while we were on this, podcast i was able to upgrade the two gig down yeah. 2.7 gig download and not, not install really it and install it so let's see if it'll work and it sure does so that's pretty cool so wow. you're so it'll unlock with the watch it'll unlock with touch id so very cool love yeah. it that's our show for today Next, we could get into a little bit of macOS wishlist and a little bit of maybe HomeKit wishlist and maybe TV, Apple Watch, that type of stuff that we are starting to see. Definitely want to grind, want to go into Apple Watch OS a little bit because in okay. the last couple of weeks, I have, I would consider kind of gone to the next level of using my uh, Apple Watch. Oh, more yeah. heavily independently, especially at work. So with you know that being said, if you guys made it to the end of the episode, please let us know in the comments. Leave a comment, good, bad, or ugly. I take them all, take them all, and let it, and. Well, we would love to hear from you either way. Yep. But yeah. yeah absolutely. Said, if like, you subscribe, already, and hit that notification bell. What that guy said. Yeah. See you guys next week. Yeah.